have a question about your home? Call Ken the Contractor. Ken Patterson is a Class A licensed contractor who has designed and built multi-million dollar commercial and industrial projects and single family homes up and down the East Coast. And now, Ken the Contractor brings his years of experience to the radio. Square footage, meaning when you buy a home, you got 3,000 square feet, you got 1,000 square feet, whatever. That is the most expensive space we buy. Cubic feet, that's where we start to use our vertical space, is some of the least expensive that we have. Yet, that's probably one of the most underutilized areas in our homes. Do you have a question about your home inside or out? Call Ken the Contractor. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another hour of Ken the Contractor. I'm Jim Britt along with Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor. We're here weekends at this time, and Ken is ready to take questions from you, today's homeowner, about the questions that are important to you. You can always reach Ken at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or email your questions to our website. That's KenTheContractor.com. The National Association of Home Builders has named its winners from the recent IBS show held in Las Vegas. And by that, I mean these are companies with products that are on the cutting edge. And some of them you may not see that, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about these because I think all four of these product lines are very interesting and products that you may want to consider in your next home renovation or if you're planning to build a new home here sometime in the near future. Now, in terms of the award proper, this was decided by a panel of independent judges that's made up of both attending reporters as well as building professionals from around the world. And the awards were given in four distinct categories. I'm going to tell you a little bit about each one. First, for those of you that are certainly high-tech, and this may be way over my head, although I understand it, I saw this in action, and it is a phenomenal system. The best home technology product was awarded to Key Digital Systems, their compass control. That's called Key Digital Systems, if you want to look them up online, compass control. Now, this is the first of its kind to me and the first, I think, that's ever been revealed by producers at the show that integrates absolutely everything you can imagine in your home. If you have it, if it's electronic, if you've got a remote control to raise and lower the blinds, a remote control for your recorder, for your TV set, you can control your air conditioning. This takes the iPad and several other Apple devices and allows you to tie everything in and to control it remotely from anywhere in the house, turn lights off, on, adjust things, read temperature, set temperature, control TVs, as I said, every electronic device. And it takes the place of all those remotes that we have scattered all over the home as well. So if it's electric, if it's electronic, and it can be uh, controlled in some fashion, it can be controlled by this remotely. It was apparently the highest tech item there, and the industry gave them the number one award. Again, that is best home technology product, key digital systems, compass control. Now, the second award that was issued was for the best in outdoor living. And this I have never seen because they claim it's the first one on the market. This was produced by a company that you probably know called Heat & Glow. They make fireplaces, and what they've introduced is a twire what they call the Twilight Modern Fireplace, which is an indoor-outdoor fireplace. It actually fits in the exterior wall, and it allows you to provide heat to that exterior, that three-season room, that porch that is common to one of your walls, as well as the living space on the inside. It is a heat-producing device. It produces about 38,000 BTUs of heat. It has see-through glass, and 
It does not require a chimney or a vent. So the technology that's in place here to help reduce the amount of moisture put in the air by so many fireplaces that are non-vented and at the same time allow you to buy only one fireplace to heat your porch or an outdoor living environment as well as the inside, the particular room, and serve as an opening or fill an opening in an exterior wall. Very unique. That says it's also designed to deal with moisture in the outside atmosphere. So they won prize again for best in outdoor living. Now, best indoor feature, something most people wouldn't think about. We've already talked about high-tech, but it was a product that is produced by Mohawk and Dow Tile called ArmorMax, A-R-M-O-R-M-A-X, ArmorMax. And ArmorMax is a new finish, a new coating for hardwood floor, pre-finished, pre-manufactured hardwood floor that Mohawk and Dow Tile puts into the marketplace. And they have about a 1,000 different varieties in terms of color, pattern, tile, textures that's available. It's absolutely amazing. But what makes this so unique is that when it comes to finish, one, they are issuing a 50-year warranty on the surface of this hardwood floor. That's unimaginable. 50 years. It is five times harder than any other known surface used on any flooring, hardwood flooring product today. And the product resists stains because they mix it or it's matched with Scotchgard, which we've all known for many years helps reduce stain. So if you're looking to build, put a floor in the kitchen, this is probably an ideal time to use a product like this to say, one, it is moisture resistant, it is stain resistant, it has a much harder wear surface than anything else in the marketplace today, either field applied or pre-manufactured, and Mohawk issues a 50-year warranty on that. So again, they won the prize for best indoor feature. Now, best kitchen or bath product went to Kohler. And I've told you uh, on this show before that Kohler had a massive display at the International Builder Show in 2013. The one prize that was singled out of everything that was there is called their Sensate, S-E-N-S-A-T-E, Touchless Kitchen Faucet. Now, you're saying, that's great. Touchless faucets have been out. I've used them in public bathrooms and rest areas, and they don't seem to work so great. You have to get your hands in the right position. These folks have really perfected the technology, not just for hand movement, but at a kitchen sink, sometimes you don't have your hands in front of where the sensor may be. You may have a pot, a pan, a utensil, something you're washing. They have perfected the technology that allows you to put a any of these devices, uh, something that you're washing or cleaning or filling, uh, in front of it, the sensor comes on. It is extremely sensitive. It's extremely rapid. And at the same time, it has been designed to eliminate these false starts just by somebody walking by there and the water turns on, which is also a problem that we've seen with many of these these motion-sensing faucets in the past. Now, there are no batteries with this. This is a time we're starting to wire our plumbing to electricity. It does take line-voltage electric to supply it. And uh, so that's got to be wired in when it's installed with your sink. If you're looking to do it on a retrofit, you will need to have an electrician out to bring power to it. But of all of the electronic devices that were there and everything that was electronic in tubs and showers, including some lights and sound that come out from under the water and all kinds of other neat things, this one won and caught the eye of all of the people in the building profession and the media, and they were given the award for Best Kitchen and Bath Product. So if you're looking to remodel, you're thinking about uh, building something new, or you just want to have a fun gadget maybe saying, I want to upgrade in one area, you've got several opportunities here. Best home technology, again, key digital systems, the compass control to integrate absolutely everything in your home with the remote and some things that don't have remote that give you the opportunity to control anywhere from in the house and distance if you're away from home. 
best in outdoor living went to heat and glow. Think about that fireplace that now fits in an exterior wall, just like that old through-wall window air conditioning unit used to, but now it heats your room outside as well as the room inside. And the 50-year guaranteed Armor Max Scotchgard uh, produced by Mohawk on hardwood floor and then the Kohler Sensate motion sensor outlet for your kitchen. 50-year guarantee. I can't imagine 50 years. Uh, it just floors me. And to say that it's five times harder than now, anything else here, they can prove that very easily. Is that a pun that it floors you? It floors me. It does. You can take it as one. It does floor me. Thank you. But, Thank you. you know, when you can buy a product that you know will hold up so well so long, why would you want to go anywhere else? I'll tell you, that's a very good question. Coming up this hour on Ken the Contractor, how about this? Appliances that basically recharge themselves by simply putting them down on the counter. That and also our app of the week coming up this hour on this edition of Ken the Contractor. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Do you have a question about your home inside or out? You can always reach Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975 or email questions to Ken at KenTheContractor.com. I'm Jabrit along with Ken as we get ready to go to the phones. And let's say hi to Betty who joins us right now. She wants to talk about ceiling fans. Hi, Betty. You're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Yes, I'd like to know we have electric heat in the ceiling does that still hold true to reversing your fan? Because it seems like when I do, we just get cold air. Now you you just said two things. At least I heard two things. You said you have electric heat in the ceiling, so you have yes. okay. So you have radiant heat in the ceiling, not the floor. And what you have still, you've also and we have and we have a ceiling fan. And you say reverse those fans in the winter. Yeah, you should. Now the ceiling fan also, I keep mine on a low speed. Even if you push it up to a high speed, it won't rotate at the same uh, revolution that it does in the, I'll say, the summer fashion when it moves much faster. But you need to pull the hot air off of the ceiling because that's where it goes to. Now, with the older systems that you and many people have, it's common in homes years ago to put the radiant heat in the ceiling. The One of the things the industry discovered after that is it was difficult to get the heat down to the floor. But you don't want enough air movement that you actually feel it. You want just enough that it's pulling that air off. Have you tried reversing that fan? And, yeah, that's and, what I did. Reversed it. And putting it in, a, in the slowest, the lowest level that it will go, whether it's on a rheostat or a, a you know low, medium, high. I usually just pull on high. Well, the only thing I can say is it may be that there just isn't enough uh, hot air being generated up there. But if it's kept you warm and comfortable, then I would tell you or anybody else that if you feel uncomfortable by doing that, by all means, don't do it. Now, you've got a a unique type of heating system by today's construction standards where typically that heat is coming through registers in the floor, maybe in the wall, and sometimes in the ceiling. But it's a forced air, so it's being driven down. And what it does, because of the heat rising, it goes back to the ceiling and it sits there. And it doesn't come back to the floor again. Now, maybe the way the radiator designs or the radiant heat's designed in your particular system, if it has shields behind it, it's actually throwing that heat down towards the floor. But over time, it's still going to rise again. Heat naturally rises. But if you're uncomfortable, by all means, then just don't use the fan. That's really the best uh, suggestion I would have. Oh, okay. And another thing, in the summertime when you have your air conditioner on, is it best to close off the rooms that you don't use? I wouldn't get carried away. Now, you can talk to a number of engineers and design professionals, and you'll I get slightly different stories from them. But one thing that we're all in agreement on 
if you let's say you use three rooms of your home and you've got seven rooms in the house and you're going to close off more than half of them, that what you're doing is putting too much back pressure in the ductwork. The system will not operate properly. You're causing the unit to work harder than it should to force air through, and it will also short cycle. It means it comes off and on and off and on. It's not designed to do that. But to close off one or two rooms in a house, most of us, including me, from a practical standpoint, would tell you it's fine to do that. You won't have any issue with it. You're not going to short cycle. And you will save some energy. I've proven this in my own home. Betty, thank you. We do appreciate your call. We've got some emails from Ken. Let's start with one from Elkhart, Indiana, and this is Randy. When we look at his particular issue, he says, this is my first winter in the house that I purchased just last fall. He said, I've had to install and replace weather stripping around both exterior doors. That helped with some of the drafts. Now, I've also noticed when it's really cold, and it has been, and windy, that cold air comes in around the light switches. Do I use spray foam to fix this, and is this safe? Well, Randy, I'm glad you bring this up. I haven't talked about it on the show in some times, but... There are more than a few places that we get cold air in around our houses. It's just not doors and windows, but you're exactly right. Air comes in around our light switches and around our wall outlets and any other penetration that we may have through that wall. And what I want to suggest you do, one, is stay away from the foam insulation in this application because I don't want you in working around live wires, number one. Secondly, if you're filling these boxes or trying to fill around it, and you cover wires up, you create a maintenance issue and perhaps an electrical issue later on. What I want you to do is to go back to your hardware store, and I want you to find the foam backers that go behind your switch and outlet plates. Now, you pull the cover plate off, you apply this, it seals that opening so that cold air cannot come inside the house. And what you're going to find, especially if you've got a very drafty room, it really solves that problem, and it's very inexpensive, and it's easy for you to do. So take care of that and stay a little warmer, Randy. Well, we like that. Inexpensive, and it works. Kathy joins us right now on the phone. She wants to talk some hardwood flooring. Kathy, hi, you're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Go right ahead, Kathy. Uh, yes, thank you for taking my call, Ken. <clears throat> We are building a new home, and we are thinking about putting uh, hardwood flooring in our house. Um, and it's it's quite a bit of square footage. So my question to you is we were thinking about three and a quarter width or four-inch width, and if we go with a four-inch width, I'm concerned about cupping. Um, so how does that all work if you would go with a wider width flooring? Well, first, I will say this, that I have installed hardwood flooring as narrow as two and a quarter inches and as wide as uh, six. I have not done any of the really wide plank that I can recall in, in homes where you get up into the eight or 12 inch, the old, much older style planks. But what I will tell you, if you're buying a traditional solid hardwood floor, meaning it's it's a full thick piece of wood, typically about three quarters of an inch, that the manufacturers are going to produce that to reduce or eliminate, and it should be to eliminate the cupping. You'll notice that the back is no longer flat or smooth like the top on that. It actually has grooves cut in the backside. Some may have one or two larger grooves cut in the back. And what they have found over time is, is this eliminates that potential cupping. Now, if you're using a product that is a built-up or a laminated product, and I'm not talking about a laminate floor, I'm talking about a natural wood, but it's built up like plywood, because they turn the grains in different directions like they do on plywood, you will almost never see any type of warping or cupping with that. Now, the disadvantage of that is most of the floors only have enough veneer, oak, cherry, walnut, whatever you may have on the surface, 
that it can be sanded and refinished over the years, maybe three or four times, where you take a full thick hardwood that's three-quarters of an inch, you may be able to refinish that floor 25 times before it has to be replaced. So there are advantages and disadvantages, but the bottom line for me as a builder is I have never had an issue with any of the manufactured, and I use that term and I'll explain it in a moment, hardwood products cupping or warping when they've been properly installed according to manufacturer's directions. Now, if you go to a local mill that's still producing hardwood floor like they were years ago, they're just running it through, it's smooth top and bottom, they're cutting the tongue and groove in it, that's where you're still going to see, in my experience, some cupping and warping in the flooring. Well, I had heard you talking about Mohawk flooring. We we were going to go with pre-finished, uh, some sort of red oak flooring. Um, the product I, I just yeah. spoke about is really unique. They're offering a 50-year warranty on the finish and the product, and this is a manufactured floor. I've used Mohawk products in the past, but this is a new finish, so I've never used that. But I can tell you I've never had an ex- a, a bad experience with any of their products. I guess they, on their website you would be able to find out where they might deal locally within my area that I live in to find out more about that product. You're correct. Right? You, you, you will find distributors throughout our listing area, and I know there are several in the cities in our listing area, so just go to their web website to Mohawk Flooring, and you'll find that information. Kathy, thank you. We do appreciate your call, and good luck with the flooring. We've got to step aside for a quick break, and then we'll continue with more on this edition of Ken the Contractor. You can reach Ken by forwarding emails to the website, kenthecontractor.com, or give us a call, 800-614-2975. That's the contact number for Ken the Contractor. Oh, welcome back. You're listening to Ken the Contractor along with Ken Patterson. Ken the Contractor, I'm Jim Britt. Do you have a question about your home inside or out? You can be part of our program by giving us a call at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or email us a question at kenthecontractor.com. Time now for this week's edition of In the News. Each week, Ken has products, trends, tips, and services that are important for you to make informed decisions about your home maintenance, purchases, remodeling, and new construction. This week, this is just cool stuff. This really is. We keep talking about technology, but I have to. And and this came to us really from the Consumer Electronics Show that was held just prior to the International Builders Show. And Hire had a, a, a dual role being, I guess, at the Builders Show as well as the Consumer Electronics Show. But this gets very futuristic, folks. Hires introduced their smart living Internet connected appliances at the Consumer Electronics Show this year. They've introduced smart living refrigerators, washing machines, and air conditioners that let users retrieve information and control the appliances also from anywhere. Now, the system includes home appliance controls, lighting and curtain controls, multimedia entertainment, security alarm monitoring, and other features that make for a full wireless home control system. Now, from we've talked to you about different items that are available from different companies. I want you to take note, and if you don't have time to do that, you can go back and listen to these on the podcast. What we're doing is introducing some competition here and different levels of sophistication for our consumer needs. Now, Hire also showcased the world's first cordless blender. They explained that the electricity is transmitted using coupling technology, which allows the blender to remotely receive energy without any wires or batteries. The user places a transmitter underneath your standard kitchen worktop, and it allows the energy to be transferred to the mixer through the worktop. 
tell you, this is really neat when you start getting into energy transfer systems. There are several of those out in the market, but the technology continues to advance. It'll amaze me. At some point, we'll have no wires on anything, and we won't need batteries. It's absolutely astonishing. So that is this week's In the News, higher introduces, no cords, no batteries. Look, Mom, completely hands-free. That's pretty cool. That is really cool stuff. All right, uh, let's go back to the emails. Cheryl from Baltimore has a pretty basic question, but I think a very good question. Ken deals with fencing. She wants a maintenance-free fence. Well, you know, all of us are looking for something that's maintenance-free, and there's no reason we shouldn't be asking that when it comes to the outside of our home and areas around our yard. She said, I'm looking for just that, a maintenance-free fence, so that I can have a little privacy in the backyard and also a place for my small dog. said, I have salt, air, and high humidity part of the year. said, I definitely do not want wood. Now, she goes on to say, and this is a typical issue I've heard many of you write me or call me about, said, I've heard that vinyl can become brittle and break and will yellow due to the sunlight. Do you have any suggestions? Well, first, Cheryl, let me lay aside some of the fears that you have because of people telling you bad things about vinyl. Part of what you have heard is true. It depends, like many products, on what you're spending money on, actually what you're buying. Not all vinyl fencing becomes brittle. Not all vinyl fencing yellows and just fades so that it looks hideous over time. You want to pay attention to the UV protection on those. You also want to look at the thickness of the product. You want to read some of the technical sheets, and I know this is dry and boring, and Jim gives me a hard time about reading them, but that's how I know about these things. And you'll find that there are many vinyl fence products that are extremely durable, that are designed with UV protection in them, that will not become brittle at very cold winter temperatures. And I'm going to suggest you investigate that. Now, I'm also going to go one step further and tell you about a product that I've discussed recently on the show. It's produced by a company called Simtech, S-I-M-T-E-K, Simtech Fencing. It may not be the style you're looking for, but it has all of the characteristics that you want. This is a user-friendly, easy-to-install fence product. It resists uh, high impact from golf balls, baseballs, rocks, and stones. And one of the new features that they've been able to incorporate in this this year is that it's also graffiti resistant. You can spray paint it all day long, but as soon as you hit it with a pressure washer, the paint just washes off with no scrubbing, no special chemicals or anything else. But it only comes in one style. It's going to give you a stone look as if you had a stacked stone fence in place. It's not going to give you a vertical or horizontal slat fence look. So it's just one more thing to throw in the mix. It's a very attractive fence, but it may not be the style you're looking for. But I do want you to look at the different types of vinyls that are available, read the spec sheets, the technical data, and see which ones will resist both certain impact as well as have that UV protection, and then shop around and get competitive prices, whether it's the vinyl fence or the Simtech fence, and you'll find a product I think that will be just right for you, maintenance-free, and give you that little bit of privacy in that backyard. All right, let's sneak in uh, one more quick one from North Carolina. And Jonas has an issue about floors. It seems like we're spending a lot of time dealing with floors this week. Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, this one, though, is not in flooring. Uh, Jonas uh, writes to us from Charlotte, North Carolina, says, I have had a sag in the floor of my living room for a few months. I finally decided to look in the crawl space, and I found the problem. He said, my support column, or what I think's called a pier, are made of hollow block, and the top of, of one block is completely broken, and there's a void under a beam, a wooden beam. He said, I can see the floor move when a family member walks over this spot. It's sagged about an inch. How do I fix this, and who should I call? Is this a job for a mason or for a carpentry contractor? I want it done right. And I can't blame you. First off, this is a structural problem. Jonas, this is not a cosmetic problem. 
and it can create cosmetic issues in the house as you may get cracks in drywall or plaster or other areas because of this sag. So I'm glad you've not let this go for one or two or three years. You're on top of this thing. But it can be as simple as a masonry contractor coming out and relaying that block, taking out the broken pieces and installing the new one. Most masonry contractors that would do this type of work will also be able to jack up the beam, because the way you're describing this, this must be a primary support beam that the floor joists are on. We'll be able to jack that up with a hydraulic jack to get it back so it's completely level on the inside to lay the block and then reinstall shims or a top plate over that. And if this block is is broken, as you describe, it may be that there was never a solid plate put on top. Certainly the block was not filled with mortar or concrete, which I highly recommend if anybody's building new that these be solid, not hollow. And at the very least, there be a continuous plate on the top of these so that all of that load is evenly distributed over the block pier as opposed to just the contact point on the beam, and that may be what has happened here. But this is a structural issue that you have. You need to resolve it right away. I would suggest you call just a masonry contractor and do as I've recommended to you. A general contractor in many cases can also do this, but they may not be uh, the type of contractor that's out there laying block every day, but you can give them a shot. At any rate, if you can't get anybody right away and you're handy with tools, you can jack this up yourself with a hydraulic jack, put a 4x4 support post under it temporarily, and secure that to the, the bottom of the beam and then also to the concrete pad that these block are attached to. That's a good temporary fix until you can get somebody to handle it permanently. Yeah, not one of those things you want to let linger. No, you really don't because what will happen is that will continue to sag, and as it does, you're going to see cracks work their way up through the drywall or plaster. Door jams will become out of square. Doors won't open and close properly. And once that happens, in many cases, they're harder to fix. You may be taking doors out and rehanging them because they become somewhat fixed as the nails bend and so forth that hold them in place. Ken Patterson is Ken the contractor, and Ken has brought his years of experience as a Class A licensed contractor to the radio and also to you each week to deal with questions that are important to today's homeowner. Ken has built multi-million dollar commercial and industrial projects as well as single-family homes up and down the East Coast and also owned his own construction company for over 30 years. If you do have a question for Ken, you can always reach him at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Don't forget, you can forward questions to our website, and that is KenTheContractor.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Welcome back. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. And do you have a question for Ken Patterson? Ken the Contractor, you can join us at 800 800- 614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or email your questions to KenTheContractor.com. We've got our app of the week, and uh, this will be something that will be important to those of you if you are looking to buy a home. Well, not only if you're looking to buy, but even if you're looking to sell, and you want to know what the competition has going on up and down the street, now, this is a totally free app. I've talked about some similar apps to this in the past. This is a new one for you. This one is called Realtor.com. And the app is manufactured to work with both Android phones as well as your uh, Apple-based phones. So Realtor.com is one you need to know. Now, I've downloaded this. I have been using this recently. It instantly accesses millions of homes that are for sale, more than any other real estate site in America, according to at least their billing. And I want to tell you, I haven't found them short in anything I've looked at. It harnesses the, the most absolutely... Uh, Robust, I guess you could say, search and mapping capabilities. When I look at areas that I'm in, streets and neighborhoods, 
I am amazed and impressed with what this can do. It offers multiple photographs, property details. It will tell you when there's an open house going on in real time. It gives you the pricing, any changes in the pricing, and it also has listings for everything that's put in the multiple listing system. So if a home is listed with a real estate agent, that's going to be entered in MLS, and it's updated every 15 minutes. So it's current. So you can instantly spot home prices that have changed, whether they have dropped in price, if there are bids being placed on that house. You can add your own notes to it if you happen to be looking at this particular house or or just want to see what your neighbors are doing in the neighborhood. Because, frankly, I've driven through neighborhoods in different areas wanting to know what real estate values are and stop and turn this on and bring this in. And right there, everything within a certain distance comes up before me. You can see pictures in the home. So download this. You'll find it a very useful tool that is Realtor.com. That's our app of the week. Time for another phone call at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975 in Reading, Pennsylvania is where we're heading next. That's where Nancy is. Hi, Nancy. You're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Hi. You're, you're my go-to guy when I got a problem. Well, thank you, Nancy. <laughs> okay, we have a patio uh, that I'm having a problem with the black mildew spots. Now, it's a 10 by 20 patio. It's the roof. And then it's all open except one side to keep the wind out. But the the uh, patio itself is actually has a concrete uh, floor. I think what's happening is uh, overnight the concrete floor is holding the moisture. Uh, I'm I have uh, mildew spots on my end tables that I have next to my you know their side tables. So I sanded them down to the bare wood, all the um, polyurethane off. And I've sanded it down to the wood to try and get rid of the black spots. I really don't want to paint them. Uh, I like them natural. But I don't know what to put on. It won't come back. I did use Clorox water to, you know, get off what was on there. Actually, my uh, treated lumber poles that are holding up the roof are also getting the black spots. We put a ceiling fan up under the roof, um, you know, when it's really damp and stuff in the summertime to try to avoid it because the rafters are also getting the black spots. So what do I do to avoid and get rid of black spot problems on furniture? Okay, well, first off, you've got a nice weekend job, the fact that you've sanded this down and you're ready to refinish it. Now, whether you seal it with another urethane or whether you paint it with a good exterior furniture paint, you still have the potential to see mold grow in and under this. That's because wood is a fibrous and porous product, and over time, the fact this is outdoor furniture, it may split just to the point or open up in higher humidity where you get a small amount of moisture in those wood fibers. If you continue to leave this furniture outside, this is an issue that we all deal with. And we'll see mold and mildew form even on aluminum and vinyl furniture. It's not just wood. But I want to go back to what you've done. You tell me you have removed not only the finish, but you have removed all of the mold from the wood. You've used a bleach solution. You've allowed it to penetrate these few pockets where the mold may have grown deeply into the wood grain, correct? Yes. I would be looking for something with a fungicide in it so that it helps eliminate the potential to have mold and mildew develop. And your paint store is going to be able to advise you of that. You tell them where this sits. It may be in a shady area uh, prone to moisture. It's not exposed majority of the day to the sun, for example. So tell them what environment this is in. You're looking for something will help prevent the recurrence 
of mold and mildew. You also do not want to have to strip and seal this every year or two. Now, the other thing that you can do on a preventative maintenance schedule is to treat these products with, uh, and there are a number of items out there, but I'll tell you the one I found that is best, I use it in my own home and around my home, is called Wet and Forget. You may have heard me talk about it on the show. It's available at uh, Walmart and a few of the big box stores. Wet and Forget is the name of it. You simply spray this on and you forget about it, literally. Now, it will not instantly get rid of mold and mildew. This is something I'm going to recommend to you for your uh, 4x4, 6x6 post, whatever supporting your roof on this patio area. But you spray it on the 2x4 members. You can spray it on patio furniture. It works well on roof shingles and other exterior areas. And gradually, that mold and mildew dissipates. And if it's extremely bad right now, you may have to spray it a couple of times. It will take several weeks for this to have a full effect. So I highly recommend Wet and Forget for outdoor patio furniture and the things you're describing. The only thing else I know we can do, I have the same issue, that is just keep this clean. And that's something you go out periodically and it may be once a month, once every couple of months, and just wipe it down with a, a mild bleach solution. You've killed anything that can start growing on it, and you just keep going from there. Okay, I do I do wash it quite frequently over the summertime because we use the patio, uh, you know, all the time. But it's just, I think, I thought with the circulation of the ceiling fan, that would help to keep the air movement from the rafters because uh, when you breathe that in, that's probably not good. I mean, are you breathing that mold mildew in? Well, the mold spores are natural. They're airborne. They're everywhere around the world. There's there's no okay. way of getting around those. What you're seeing is a, a concentration of them as mold and mildew develops. It's a fungus, and we want to keep that in check. So it's naturally occurring in the environment. But you are right. When you look at air movement, that's one of the positive ways of getting rid of some of the moisture that is part of what's needed for mold to develop. Sunlight is going to be your best friend. So if you have days that you that are just bright, good, clear, crisp, sunny days, rather than have that furniture sit in the shade periodically, you may want to move it into the sun because it will dry that out. And bright sunlight, the heat from that, and just the lack of moisture, being able to pull the moisture out of the wood, is really an enemy to mold and mildew. It just can't develop and it can't become very prolific at that point. Patios, areas that are on the north side of your house that are concealed by sunlight and so forth, those are areas that have the greatest tendency, even on our roof shingles, to form mold and mildew just because they stay damp. They don't get a lot of direct sunlight, and there's not, in some cases, if you've got areas with with limited air movement, those are all negatives. And you call it wet and forget. Wet and forget. Give it a shot. It's worked well for me. Very good, and thank you for getting me on the air. Thank you for your call. We appreciate you listening, Nancy. I hope this can help other people as well. I'm sure it will. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Always appreciate hearing from you. And if you have a question for Ken, you can join us at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Ken is always available at that number. And also you can email your questions to our website. That is KenTheContractor.com. Before we do go, uh, Ken, we got uh, about 30 seconds for a quick home safety tip that you wanted to talk about and smoke detectors. Home safety smoke detectors are rather something we tend to forget about. They're installed. We leave them alone unless they start chirping and we have to replace a battery. But did you know that a smoke detector has a finite life to it? They are designed typically will last only about 10 years. The good news is there are many manufacturers now that are producing a 10-year smoke detector with a 10-year battery in it. That'll do it for this edition of Ken the Contractor, where folks come for professional answers. If you have a question for Ken, you can email your question to KenTheContractor.com or give us a call at 800-614-2975. You're listening to Ken the Contractor.
You've been listening to Ken the Contractor. Every weekend at this time, Ken the Contractor, Ken Patterson is here taking your calls. Don't forget, you can friend Ken on Facebook at Ken the Contractor and follow him on Twitter at Ken Answers. And if you're looking for home improvement information at any time, go to KenTheContractor.com.